Hello, everyone. Welcome to Saturdays with Sharan. Uh, if you've been with us, you know very well that we've been doing these every month and each month we take a topic and we have a few testimonials and then we end with a cooking demo. And we're going to do the same thing today. I'm so grateful to Chef AJ for inviting me to the show. And I'm so grateful to all of you for being here and listening. And today's topic is uh, vitamins that we need to look after, vitamin B12 and vitamin D. So we're going to talk about this in great detail so that nobody has any health problems because of these deficiencies. So I'm going to start my screen share right away. As I said before, Sharan stands for Sanctuary for Health and Reconnection to Animals in Nature. This means we try to help people follow guidelines that were designed for us as human beings by nature or God. So once we follow natural laws, we'll rarely get sick. And if we get sick, our body will know how to heal just like all the other animals in nature. Now, I'm not someone who ever recommends supplements. And as I started out as a doctor, I recognized that this was the most natural lifestyle for us as human beings. And I never started with supplements. But I came across a few incidents which made me think differently. The first one was with my own father. He started having... Uh, burning in the mouth and he couldn't eat many things and if so something had the slightest bit of spice he wouldn't be able to touch it and he was very uncomfortable and he was already thin and he started losing weight and so I looked around for everything because he had suddenly switched to a whole uh, to a plant-based diet and then a doctor told me that it was vitamin B12 deficiency and he had a few injections of vitamin B12 and he was back to normal after months of suffering. After that, one of my um, contemporaries who was also helping patients with plant-based diet had a patient who was admitted to hospital and the doctors said he died because of vitamin B12 deficiency. So that really made me think about it. And I went and checked my blood right away. And I found that even my vitamin B12 was low. So my father's incidents and then this one. And then I found my vitamin B12 was low. And I started taking supplements. And I felt so much better because uh, there was a time when I felt good overall, but I felt a little tired. Like I wasn't jumping out of bed every morning when I woke up. My energy levels were a little low. And this changed remarkably after taking vitamin B12 supplements. I was also giving seminars and I started checking people's, uh, my patients' vitamin B12 levels. And then I had a patient who said that she had low calcium levels. And from whatever I know, calcium deficiency is very rare. Like um, nobody, there's no known dietary deficiency of calcium. So I realized that this is because of vitamin D deficiency. And I started checking all my patients for vitamin D. Now, this was many years ago, around... Uh, 15 years ago when all this happened and uh, not as many people were suffering from vitamin B12 and D deficiency at that time as they are now but the numbers were increasing and then I had for the first time in my life a cavity 
And I was surprised that how did I get a cavity when I was looking after everything so well? And I realized that my vitamin D levels were low. I never thought it would happen to me because I was spending plenty of time in the sun. I live in a rural area. I travel on a bike. But I did find vitamin D deficiency. And so since then, I check each and every patient. So these are the two vitamins that I found that a lot of people are deficient in. And I also found so far that there's almost no other vitamin that we need to supplement if we are on a whole plant-based diet. Sometimes, rarely, omega-3 supplements may be required, but otherwise it's really rare that anyone needs supplements if their diet is really good. So let's talk about these two vitamins. Vitamin B12 is only made by bacteria. And since meat and milk are decaying substances, they are full of bacteria. And therefore, it's often said that people who consume meat or milk will not get vitamin B12 deficiency. But that is far from the truth. Because nowadays, vegetarians, non-vegetarians, and vegans, all of them suffer from vitamin B12 deficiency. So let's talk a little bit about vitamin B12. Here you can see, and you can watch my arrow, that vitamin B12 in the food, say you're having fermented foods, which are rich in bacteria or milk or meat, no matter how your vitamin B12 enters our body. And you know, the only reason that we have low vitamin B12 these days is because of our super hygienic lifestyle. But animals in nature could get vitamin B12 just because they're drinking water from a pond or a stream. And so could we potentially. Anyway, but going back to this vitamin B12 deficiency, here you can see that vitamin B12 enters the stomach with the food or through a supplement. And it attaches to something called intrinsic factor. And this attached vitamin B12 doesn't get destroyed by the gastric uh, juices. And it goes through the stomach and also through the intestines. And it's absorbed at the level of the terminal ileum, the um, end of the long intestine. And... And then it uh, goes into the, it, and then it's absorbed by the um, bloodstream and it goes to the liver where it is stored. And it can be stored for a number of years. So for example, when I became vegan, I didn't suffer from any B12 deficiency for quite a while. And then I started feeling a little low and realized luckily very much in time that I had a vitamin B12 deficiency. But for three years, I was fine because it was stored in my liver and I still had some. Now, the reasons for vitamin B12 deficiency today are the irradiation of vegetables. You know, the, all the little bacteria or little Organisms on the vegetables are totally destroyed by irradiation. And that's done so that the vegetables don't spoil when they are going from one place to another. And then pesticides that are used in farming destroy all the little organisms as well. And then chlorine in the water, that also kills everything. And then we wash our produce very well, unlike animals that eat it just in nature and our super hygienic lifestyle, alcohol consumption, and to top it all, there are microwaves. Microwaves means not just a microwave oven, which is bad enough, but also the mobile phones and mobile phone towers and the other electromagnetic frequencies destroy vitamin B12. So I did a uh, retreat for the first time 
at a time when mobile phones were just coming into being in India. And I found that not everyone had vitamin B12 deficiency, but a lot of people did, a lot more than my patients of the past. And then I found that year by year, the vitamin B12 deficiency is increasing, largely because of our use of mobile phones. And even if we don't use a mobile phone, it's the towers around. So natural sources of vitamin B12 could be pond water or fermented foods like miso and sauerkraut and tempeh and kimchi and yeast extract or idli, dosa, kombucha, ragi malt, dhokla. These are Indian foods, ragi malt and dhokla and idli and dosa. But you can see that there are foods from all over the world. Miso is from Japan or sauerkraut from Germany or tempeh from Indonesia or kimchi from Korea. So every culture uses fermented foods. And you can even just ferment vegetables and use it. Or for example, when I make plant-based cheese, I'm fermenting it. Or if we make yogurt at home, we are using fermented foods and so on. And Fortified nutritional yeast. Why do I say fortified? Because in the US, so many products are fortified and so is yeast with vitamin B12. But not all the yeast is fortified, so you have to check. For example, European brands of nutritional yeast are not fortified. And so if we are relying on just nutritional yeast for B12 and nutritional yeast is fortified, we might as well just take the supplement and enjoy the nutritional yeast just for pleasure because that way we'll make sure that we have regular vitamin B12 levels. Now, this is really important, especially for those people who don't eat packaged foods. For example, in the United States, Many soy milk or plant-based milk sources are fortified with vitamin B12 because they believe that possibly vegans are going to be B12 deficient. And so if you're consuming ready-made foods all the time, you may not have a deficiency and you may not need supplementation. But it's good to look out for the symptoms. Now, B, vitamin B12 has a few properties. It's a water-soluble vitamin. That means, you know, you can consume it with any food. It's stored and the excess is thrown out through the urine. So there's unlikelihood of natural vitamin B12 being stored in excess. It's required by all the cells or almost all the cells of the body which means that if we have a deficiency, we can have symptoms almost anywhere in the body. And we look at the kind of symptoms that you can have. And the recommended daily allowance is very, very small, 2.5 to 5 micrograms. And so if one was to consume 20 micrograms a day, we could make sure that our recommended daily allowance of 2.5 micrograms is met. But we often don't get even this much in our food these days. The symptoms of B12 deficiency can be many. Number one, anemia. Vitamin B12 is required for red blood cell formation and hemoglobin formation. Weakness, tiredness, dark circles around the eyes. That's what I had experienced. Neuropathy. And this is so common amongst diabetics because metformin, one of the most commonly used medicines for diabetes and also one of the most, um, one of the least harmful medicines for diabetes causes vitamin B12 deficiency and can cause neuro and even diabetes can cause neuropathies and even metformin can cause neuropathies because of the vitamin b12 deficiency what is neuropathy tingling numbness in the hands or a kind of sensation that 
remains so that you don't feel comfortable. And then acidity, like my father had, and anxiety and neurosis. And I've seen people just behave differently when they have vitamin B12 deficiencies. And chronic pains and infertility and high blood pressure and heart attacks and even more, you know, because it affects every part of the body. And that's why it's so important to check and supplement. Now, before I go on, I want to stop my screen share and invite Sylvia. Sylvia is one of our facilitators. She's from Italy, married to a German, living in Dubai and in Denmark right now, moving to Dubai. And she was a pilot and she was working for Emirates in Dubai and now she's going back to Dubai. But um, at one point she found herself with a lot of health problems, which is how she came in touch with Sharon. Sylvia, do you want to share your story? Sure. First of all, thank you, doctor, for your introduction. Hello, everyone. And yes, uh, I am Sylvia. This is my story. In 2019, I got diagnosed with an eye darted disease during a follow-up of an abdominal surgery of an advanced umbilical hernia. These two problems uh, caused me a lot of other issues like pre-diabetes, high cholesterol, IBP, digestive problems, anemia, and even depression. As just doctor said, I worked as an airline pilot, but due to all these illnesses at the time, I was grounded as I was medically unfit by uh, all these illnesses. So I lost my job. Of course, having to deal with multiple illnesses and a lot of medicine all at once was very difficult for me. And so um, by a recommendation from a friend, I discovered Dr. Nadita Shah and Sharan. And I was told about their special way to cure with, uh, uh, without medicine, but with a vegan whole plant-based diet. So uh, this struck, him, struck me straight away, and I immediately started reading her book, Reversing Diabetes in 21 Days. And I even joined an online program about diabetes, diabetes reversal. I also joined the cooking classes. I became passionate and I started following all her advice and I started seeing the results actually within two weeks. And also I started dropping all the medication I was supposed to take, including the iron supplements for my anemia. Now, when I first embarked this beautiful lifestyle and the vegan all plant-based diet, I had no idea about how profoundly it would have impacted my health. Uh, because apart from the illnesses I mentioned earlier, it turned out that I was deficient in two crucial nutrients, the vitamin B12 and vitamin D. These two deficiencies were really strong and they were really compromising all my well-being and making my life really sad, truly miserable, actually unbearable, I might say. When I was deficient uh, in B12, I experienced extreme fatigue, weakness, and mood swings. Also, um, they were a fat, very strange, very, very scary. I experienced a very bad blockage of the right uh, side of my body, and especially my right arm. And this was mostly at night. I could hardly move. And uh, of course, also my rest was uh, affected. And I experienced this pain. Um, it was really, really scary. So that I needed to do three times the shot of vitamin B12 because I was really deficient. And the deficiency was so strong. It was beyond the normal levels. Very similar with the vitamin D deficiency, um, I was lethargic and so more tired than usual. But also my own well-being was uh, compromised because being uh, without energy, um, I was really prevented not only from working, but from my daily duty. And so my life, I was with a low mood and also sad, depressed, and it was affecting really my mental health overall. Uh, physically, I also experienced muscle pain and uh, complete discomfort. 
So it's when I realized the significance of uh, these two uh, deficiency and that I started using the supplements, the suitable ones uh, to restore the vitamin B12 and the D combined with a vegan all plant-based uh, diet that made a world of difference to me. Um, it's, it's when I started to understand that and doing it, I start also feeling even better. And so that right now I really can encourage everybody to take the supplement in combination with this fantastic diet and lifestyle because the life will change as much as mine has changed. And now I can proudly say that I do the lab test checks just twice a year and I'm, I am in perfect health. I feel good, especially I feel good and the values are just in a normal range. So that's it. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for sharing. And I know that this is so meaningful because I've seen so many people who whose health was not good just because of vitamin B12 deficiency. So much so that I know doctors who, before they even try to diagnose, they give a vitamin B12 injection and see if the patient feels better. And it's just so common vitamin B12 deficiency. And so it's so important to know. Thank you for that. So I'm going to go back to my screen share and and tell them a little bit more about vitamin B12 and then go on to vitamin D. So we saw that all these symptoms are a result of vitamin B12 deficiency. And good sources of vitamin B12 deficiency are methylcobalamin and not cyanocobalamin tablets. Now, here's another point that I want to make and really bring home because when I started taking vitamin B12, I was told by somebody that I'm going to get you the best uh, vitamin B12. It's coming from Germany because it's very difficult to get methylcobalamin most of the uh, vitamin B12 is cyanocobalamin. But when I looked in the Indian chemist store, I found that the opposite is true. Here in India, most of the vitamin B12 available is methylcobalamin. So I told her that I already took her vitamin B12 that she gave me, but then I told her I don't need any more because I can buy it easily here, and so could she. And so I was taking methylcobalamin and it was only because she told me that at that time that this is the source that you should take and not cyanocobalamin. I would always explain this in my seminars because I had read up on it by that time. And I found that sometimes people listen, but the seminar is long. They missed a few things here and there. And there was this lady from Australia or New Zealand who used to come back every year to Oroville and would attend my seminar. And so she came back. uh, This was her third year that she was attending. And she stood up and she said, you know, I started taking vitamin B12, but I took cyanocobalamin. And it wasn't helping me. And I was feeling tired and I had all the symptoms of vitamin B12. But the last year when I came, I realized that I was taking the wrong vitamin B12. And so I switched to methylcobalamin and I felt as if full of energy and so much better. And um, I can vouch for the fact that cyanocobalamin doesn't work. Now, cyanocobalamin, oh, oh, and one more thing is that The tablets obviously shouldn't be more than 500 micrograms per day because even if we consume extra vitamin B12, it's flushed out through the urine, but why should we consume extra vitamin B12, right? So we shouldn't shouldn't load our liver with the breaking down of B12 and our kidneys with flushing it out. We should just take lower doses so that we're not overloading our system. And truly, when we take too much of one vitamin, 
then another vitamin can go low. For example, too much of vitamin B can lower vitamin C levels. Or for example, too much iron can compete with calcium. So we sh ideally shouldn't take any supplements because in nature, everything is in balance. And the only reason we're taking vitamin B12 and D supplements is because these days we do have a deficiency. So never take more than 500 micrograms. And if you look in the market, you can see that there's 1,000, 1,500, and even 2,000 microgram tablets. I once tried 2,000 microgram tablets and it, it caused bloating and gas for me. So I highly recommend to be careful and just take lower doses. I do want to say that some some people take vitamin, uh, take spirulina and chlorella and uh, others. Could you hear me properly all this time? Was everything okay? There was a slight lag in the previous slide. Okay. Can I go on? Yes. Okay. So, um, Spirulina and chlorella both contain cyanocobalamin. And sometimes we take spirulina or chlorella just as a nutrient or a superfood. And if you do that, you should be careful because you are taking in cyanocobalamin. So when you check your B12 levels, they could be high. But this kind of B12 cannot be used. You can even see that sometimes you can buy large doses of cyanocobalamin, even though this cannot be used. This is just one example. There are so many like this. So we need to be careful. So we can check the vitamin B12 levels just by checking serum vitamin B12. This is the most commonly used test and it should be coupled with homocysteine. So that if your B12 levels are high due to cyanocobalamin, the homocysteine test will be high as well, which shows that your B12 is not being utilized. So when, when people are taking cyanocobalamin and you check them, their homocysteine levels are also high. So that's a counter test. And otherwise, serum holotranscobalamin and methyl malonic acid are other ways to check the vitamin B12 levels. Now, the normal serum B12 levels are 211 to 911 picograms per milliliter. And we should maintain around 400 pg per ml so that we never go too low and we never go too high either. And so I usually recommend that uh, 500 micrograms are taken daily until the levels of 400 pg per ml are reached. Most people raise their level by 100 pg per ml in a month by taking these every day. So for example, if your levels are 200 pg per ml and you want to bring them up to 400 pg per ml, you could take vitamin B12, 500 micrograms or less every day for two months. And then you'll reach normal levels of 400 pg per ml. After which you could take it just twice or thrice a week. And this should be taken lifelong if you are found to be low because it's going to get utilized and then it will go low again. And Injections can be taken only for those who cannot absorb vitamin B12. Now, going back to that earlier diagram where we saw that vitamin B12 is absorbed through the intrinsic factor in the stomach. If we consume too much meat or dairy, we force our stomach to produce more acid. And with this high acid levels, Vitamin, the intrinsic factor may not work and we may not be able to absorb vitamin B12, which is why even people who consume meat and dairy, especially large amounts of meat and dairy, may not be able to absorb vitamin B12 
and can be deficient. That's why vegetarians, non-vegetarians, and vegans all can be deficient in vitamin B12. And they are largely today because of the alcohol and the microwaves. And the dosage for children is approximately half the adult dose. And if you want to learn more about how to supplement vitamin B12, you can find a whole page on vitamin B12 on our website under Try Vegan. So vitamin B12 is really more important than we often realize. Now, let's go to the second vitamin, vitamin D. The main source of vitamin D is direct sunlight. Direct sunlight coming straight on the skin and the skin produces vitamin D, which is actually a hormone by the action of the sun on the skin. But the sun should be direct, not through clothes, not through sunscreen, not through windows, and not even in smoggy cities. So if we allow our skin to produce vitamin D, we don't need to take any supplements. But the truth is that it depends on your skin color. For example, I told you that I was out in the sun and yet I had a vitamin D deficiency and that's because darker skin absorbs vitamin D less. So it's so important. And sometimes when we are in Western countries and say, for example, London or even Portland, there may be too much rain and cloudy days, so you may not be out in the sun. Or if you're very high up in the north, then, you know, the summer might be the only time that you get sun, but winter is not sunny enough. Three so frozen, doctor, for about like four seconds. So you'll have to repeat after Portland. Okay, so uh, I'm just going to repeat. Um, the if, if people live in cities like London or Portland where it's cloudy all the time, then we might not get enough sunshine. And so vitamin D deficiency is also possible. Thank you, Joylin, for helping with that. And before I go on, I'm going to ask Joylin to come in. Joylin has been working with Sharon for some time and she handles our social media. And uh, Joylin lives in Bahrain and Bahrain, right? And Joylin lives in Bahrain where it's sunny all the time, but it's too hot. And so Joylin was never in the sun. Joylin, do share your story with them. Thank you, doctor. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Joylin and I've been living in Bahrain for the past seven years. And uh, due to high temperatures, you know, we avoid stepping out in the sun. And if we choose to drive if we need to go any, even any short distances. Um, last year, I started experiencing involuntary tremors in my right hand. And uh, I got tests done and I found out that I had low levels of uh, vitamin D. Uh, my doctor here prescribed me a very high dose of vitamin D uh, supplements to be taken once a week, starting with just eight weeks. And uh, thankfully, my hand tremor stopped in the very first week of uh, starting those uh, supplements. And I haven't experienced um, any since then. I now get a full body profile uh, done every six months to make sure that my vitamin D and vitamin B12 uh, levels are okay and other vitals too. Um, I just want to also share that I am a type 2 diabetic um, and I have been consulting with uh, Dr. Lakshmi uh, from the Sharan team and I was finding it uh, very tough to maintain this healthy lifestyle so with my full-time job so this year i actually decided to quit my full-time job here in bahrain and focus on my health and i have been doing much much better and i'm very happy to see that my blood sugar levels uh, are well regulated and uh, you know on their way to being normal and improving 
and i hope everyone watching this uh, video you know prioritizes their health and just like i did thank you so much thank you joylin for sharing and you know the main reason that i'm having silvia and joylin and later even ram share is because we've all suffered from vitamin b12 or vitamin d deficiencies and learned this the hard way and we don't want you to learn it the hard way so always check and supplement vitamin b12 and d even if you don't need to supplement check once a year because as Joylin found out the hard way, and now she checks every single year. It's really important to check all the time. So going back to my screen share, a few properties of vitamin D. Vitamin D is fat soluble. And sometimes you'll have people saying that, how can you on a whole food plant-based diet when you don't consume any oil, how will you be able to absorb vitamin D? Please don't worry about this. I've been doing this for a long time. I'm checking every year or sometimes even twice a year. And my levels are fine with supplementation. I don't consume oil or I don't cook with oil. But there's enough fat in our body. So it's fine. You don't even have to consume it with fat. I usually consume my vitamin D with my green smoothie in the morning. And I especially advise consuming vitamin D in the morning. And that's because it's a sunshine vitamin. So it's not good to have it in the night. And I've also seen patients who had their vitamin D at night having sleep disturbances. Also, it's a hormone. So um, we want to make sure that uh, we don't have excess or deficiency of vitamin D because all our hormones are orchestrated by the pituitary gland, which is a gland at the back of our brain. And, you know, you can learn more about hormone pro hormonal problems in another Saturdays with Sharon that I've done before about hormonal havoc that we're facing today. But a vitamin D is a hormone. And when one hormone goes out of balance, other hormones can also go out of balance. For example, insulin is a hormone. And Joylin had vitamin D deficiency and diabetes. The first thing to do in diabetes is put the vitamin D levels in place. So many people have hypothyroidism, vitamin D deficiency, and diabetes all together. And this is because these are hormonal problems. And then it's stored in, in our body and excess actually causes toxicity. So we have to be very careful never to take too much of vitamin D. Too much vitamin B12 is bad, but not so bad because the body can flush it out. Too much vitamin D causes toxicity. And the skin, the liver, and the kidneys have a role to play in the production of this vitamin, which means that if any of these organs are uh, diseased, then vitamin D may not be produced in the body. And it is essential for the absorption of calcium. And there are also many other properties of vitamin D that help us. And I'll be talking about them. So first, how is vitamin D absorbed? Here you can see that the sun's rays on the skin and the skin produces pre-vitamin D3 which goes through our bloodstream through to the liver and the liver transforms it into 25-hydroxy vitamin D. And in that form, it goes to the kidneys and the kidneys transforms it into 125-hydroxy vitamin D, which is then used by the bones and absorbed through the intestines and used by the bones and other parts of our body. So symptoms of chronic vitamin D deficiency are osteoporosis, 
osteomalacia rickets. Rickets is frank vitamin D deficiency. It's very rare these days. And once again, vitamin D deficiency may not be as common in the US as it is in India, even though India has more sunshine maybe. And that's just because so many things are supplemented or uh, fortified with vitamin D in the US. For example, orange juice is fortified with vitamin D or um, many vegan, like vegan uh, plant-based milks could be fortified with vitamin D. So one may not recognize the vitamin D deficiency in the US. But when we switch to a whole plant-based diet and we stop buying things in packages, then we don't have that fortification and vitamin D deficiency can be an issue. So please always get it checked. It's always better to have fresh food, real food, non-packaged food. So vitamin D de deficiency can easily be combated in many places. Like if you're living in a rural place, just by sitting out in the sun, or exposing your body to sunshine for 30 minutes every day. Or if you go swimming, then hanging out in the sun to get a tan can give you enough vitamin D. Muscular weakness, aches and pains can also be vitamin D deficiency. Prostate, breast, ovarian and colon cancers. Depression and schizophrenia. Melatonin imbalance leading to sleep disturbances and, of course, impaired insulin dis, uh, production, which means type 2 diabetes. So all of these can be a result of vitamin D deficiency, which is why it's so important to check and supplement if necessary. Once again, vitamin D is a hormone, so excess is as harmful as lag and so it should be taken in the correct dosage which is the normal levels are 30 to 50 nanograms per milliliter or 75 to 130 nanomoles per milliliter per liter so whichever way unit your vitamin d levels are checked in just remember that the the levels should be in this range. And the dosage is about 60,000 IU, international units, per month once the normal levels are reached. So that means our body requires about 60,000 IU per month. Now, if you are um, going out in the sun or spending time in the sun, you may not need all this. You may not need any of it as a supplement. But it's always good to check levels. And if you're uncertain, 60,000 per month is the standard dosage, which could be taken in any way. For example, I usually advise one dose of 60,000 IU once a month on the first of every month so that nobody forgets. But some people prefer to take a little every day. So you can take 2,000 IU per day or 15,000 IU every week. Uh, doctor, just repeat what you said in the past 10 seconds. Okay. So you can take, if, if your levels are normal, you can take 60,000 IU once a month uh, for the rest of your life, like once a month lifelong or 2,000 IU every day, so in 30 days it would be 60,000, or 15,000 IU once a week, so that it'll be uh, 60,000 in a month. You can take it any way you like, in you know smaller doses, like for example, 5,000 IU three times a week. It should all add up to 60,000 IU per month if your levels are normal. And if they are low, then we have to build it up. The dosage for children is about half the dosage for an adult. 
And it's always good to check the levels and supplement. Now, often we go out in the sun and we wear sunglasses and, and tan. But, you know, if you're wearing sunglasses, the maximum receptors for vitamin D are around the eyes. And so the eyes don't recognize that the sun is shining. And so the uh, vitamin D receptors all over the skin don't open up. And so sunglasses can be an impediment to absorbing vitamin D. So that's one of the reasons that sunglasses aren't good. There are many, but sunglasses is something artificial. Our eyes know how to moderate the sun's rays. Now, sometimes people have kidney disease and then they cannot produce the... Um, the form of vitamin D which is used by our body, in which case, instead of cholecalciferol, which is usually the supplement given to everybody, they can be given calcitriol instead. So that even if the kidney is not working, they get their dose of vitamin D. Now, in summary, we need with vitamins and we can get all the vitamins we need from all the colors of the rainbow, eating foods from different colors of the rainbow. With a healthy diet, we usually don't need any supplement. And it's not wise to take supplements as an insurance only because, like it's not wise to take a multivitamin only because if you take large doses of supplements, then the enzymes that were required to absorb the vitamin from the food stop working. And that's not a good thing. So we should always take only what we require. If you, it, it would be better to check your levels before you take any supplement. Vitamin B12 and D can be lacking in modern life. So we should check and regularly check and supplement accordingly to make Doctor, after the first point you have your screen has frozen okay so um we should check vitamin uh, b12 and d because they can be lacking in modern life and we should check the levels regularly that means at least once a year and supplement accordingly so that we never suffer from the deficiencies that I and Sylvia and uh, Joylin and now Ram's going to tell his story too, that any of us suffered from. Never supplement in excess as this is a load on the liver and kidneys and the liver and kidneys in today's day are already suffering a lot of load because of the pesticides and food and the chemicals, even the chemicals that we use in personal and home care products are absorbed by our body. And so we really need to stop loading the liver and kidneys. And vitamin D is a hormone we should never forget. And so it should never be in excess. Now, I think I'm going to tell you this after Ram speaks. I'm going to stop my share and hand the mic over to Ram. And Ram is one of our facilitators. He lived in Dubai and currently he lives in India. He's helped me with a number of seminars. And now he and Sharanya have been doing some 21-day challenges, smoothie challenges, which have been very successful and helped so many people improve their health. And you can see all our events on our website. Um, our website is on every one of my slides and I'll come back to it later too. So Ram, would you like to share your story with them? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Thank you, doctor. Yeah. My name is Ram Prasad. I'm one of the Sharon facilitators and my journey with Sharon started in 2015. So that was a beautiful journey where, uh, Everything has transformed one after one single webinar. And uh, I have discovered this whole exciting and beautiful system of Sharon five-point plan at that time. So I thought, okay, now I should not fall sick. And I was very, very confident about that. And uh, only to realize a little later that I was actually not following all the points, which I ignored later. 
So it so happened that in 2015, after a few months after this discovery, I started getting a little bit of a pain in my left shoulder. Initially, I thought it came from yoga. Maybe I overstrained or something like that. After a point, it was kept on coming again and again. I kept on ignoring. And one fine day when I got up, I couldn't move this shoulder at all. And even the slightest movement caused intense pain. I was totally shocked. It looked like as if it got paralyzed. Then immediately ran to my doctor, my Ayurveda doctor, who diagnosed it as a frozen shoulder. And he said that it might take about three full months to restore to normalcy. Then I was quite worried. And the massage he gave at that point actually aggravated the pain. Instead of reducing, it was too much. So then I thought I should consult another doctor. And this time I went to another specialist, a chiropractor. And he gave me another type of treatment. Even that treatment only aggravated the pain, but did not reduce. So I finally, after an afterthought, I thought, okay, I should consult, and, uh, consult Sharon. And I had a consultation with Dr. Nandita. And she immediately told me, check for these two vitamins, vitamin B12 and D. And to my shock, I, I have actually not checked these two vitamins in my entire life till that point. So I immediately got them checked. And to my utter shock, the results were even scary. They were in the lowest of the lowest levels. There are things like deficiency, insufficiency. And, and in those terms, I was in the lowest of the lowest levels. So immediately I had to supplement using injections. That's the quickest way to recover the lost ground. And, and to my surprise, and to a pleasant surprise, within three days, I got most of my pain relieved. And within a few weeks, I was totally, completely back to normal. So that was a beautiful, uh, I mean, uh, recovery for, from a very intense pain or a suffering I had. So uh, I had basically three takeaways to take from this hard experience. One was that and follow all the guidelines of the Sharon system and not ignore the vitamin B12 and D, uh, which were critical. And second was that uh, take care of the symptoms whenever they come because they're telling us something. And never ignore the symptoms because you can save a lot of suffering later. And finally, the most importantly, when you identify the root cause of any problem, then the result or transformation or reversal will be much, much faster. And you can avoid all the inconvenience and suffering. So over to you, doctor. Ram, thank you very much for sharing this. Because, you know, I know how much your and our experiences in vitamin B12 and D can help others. Like, can you imagine getting a severe, almost frozen shoulder-like symptom, which has been going on for months and got better just by taking supplements? That's the kind of, you know, and I, personally, I never want any plant-based person to get sick especially no whole food plant-based person because whenever we vegans get sick, everyone blames it on our veganism. <laughs> and nobody thinks about the fact that everyone else is sick, right? Everyone's getting sick with a conventional diet. and But if we don't have a right to ever get sick and we should not. So let's always check and supplement vitamins B12 and D. I'm going to go back to my screen share and after which Ram is going to share a recipe. Now, you can imagine that we want to have a recipe that's connected to vitamin B12 and D and we didn't know which one to do. But a fermented food from India is what Ram is going to show us. How you can use leftover rice successfully to make something delicious quickly and get probiotics and some vitamin D, some vitamin B12, if not all the necessary B12 that we need. I just want to repeat that I live in South India where people eat fermented foods every single day. And yet vitamin B12 deficiency is not uncommon which means that because of the mobile phones and mobile phone towers, we may not be able to get vitamin B12 from our food. I've also seen plenty of people who are on raw food diet and believe that raw food is the best food for human beings. It is because all animals in nature eat their food raw. So it, it surely is. 
But still, as human beings, we can suffer from vitamin B12 and D deficiency. And then I've heard those people who had raw food once in a while eat fish or eggs and say that it was like getting super vitamins. And that's just because they had no vitamin B12 and suddenly they got some. So let's not fall into these uh, traps. Let's just look after our vitamin B12 really well. Yes. So just one moment of screen share. How can Sharan help all of us? We have lots of free talks on our YouTube channel. We also have live free talks that you can join. And don't forget that we have several talks with different subjects on Saturdays with Sharon, with Chef AJ as well. And I'm so grateful to everything that Chef AJ does. We have a very informative website. It's worth having a look. The website address is on each one of these slides. Um, we have a very informative YouTube channel that you can view through playlists so that you can sort the different um, YouTube videos and watch just what you need. We send out newsletters every fortnight and you can subscribe to these newsletters from our website. We also have a WhatsApp broadcast list for little, little bit, bits of information coming to you every day so that slowly you can transform. Um, we have a whole bunch of cooking classes and some really fabulous ones. And all our cooking classes are whole plant-based. And of course, you know, Ram was talking about our five-point plan. It's whole food, plant-based, organic, check and supplement vitamin B12 and vitamin D. Simple five-point plan, plant-based, whole food, organic, vitamin B12 and vitamin D. Don't forget this. This is an important plan for nutrition. And then we have consultations. And these are really important for people who are on medications and want to get off them. Then we have doctors that can help, as well as people who want to know the best nutritional plan for them. And we have a team of nutritionists and doctors. And we also have retreats. In fact, I'm going for our 21-day retreat in the beginning of September. And we have several people from the US and UK this time. In fact, we have more people from abroad than from India this time. So this is also something that can help because we can get the results in those 21 days where we do all the tests in the beginning and all the tests in the end and cut down medicines as we are going along with repeated checks so that while having a, a fabulous time and delicious whole plant-based buffet meals, you can get well on the spot. So now I'm going to stop my screen share. Um, we kind of ended, but Ram is going to show a recipe. And I do want to say that Ram often shows recipes even in our salad revolution, which comes every now and then. So please do look for all our events on our website. And um, Ram just shows that men can cook as well as women. Yes, okay. doctor, so, we can. We can and we will. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we are at the spotlight, right? Okay. So this is a very simple dish, as uh, doctor has already said. Uh, one of the common foods we consume as staple diet is rice. And what do you do when you have rice leftover? Actually, this lunch, I had rice. Uh, and when we talk about rice, we normally talk about brown rice. So that we have the whole and then it's highly nutritious. And we never talk about the white rice. Okay, so this morning, I had some leftover rice. And here it is. So I thought, okay, I'll make use of this. Normally, we might probably throw it away, right? So now we are going to convert that into a healthy dish, a healthy fermented dish, and which in turn facilitates a good bacteria and which in turn can help us to some extent in B12. Okay, what that we do, all that we are doing is we just put little water 
and soak it till to the top. So I take some water and I'm just soaking this rice just to the brim so that it is covered, all the uh, particles or the grains are covered in the water to the surface. And I will cover it with a lid and I leave it fermented for about overnight. It's about six to eight hours. And depending upon the temperature of your region, it might take a few hours this way or that way. So in summer or winter, it can vary. So see that it is fermented after a few hours and then you can move it into the uh, refrigerator. And we'll talk about a little bit about how do you consume this uh, rice, the fermented rice. Okay, let me show you the one which is already fermented. So I'll take my fermented rice, which is here. And so this is ready to use. We have two ways we can consume this. We can consume this as it is. Now, of course, we add a little bit of a flavor in this before we consume. Or you can blend this with a little water. And so you can make it somewhat like a uh, pourable or a drinkable consistency. So or like something like a porridge. So now I'll add a little bit of uh, salt. So some of the flavors you can add, the common one, of course, is salt. And so you can also have pepper. You can have any other flavors which you like. Okay, right now I'm adding some salt. So I mix the salt in this. And then we can consume it in our uh, regular meal in the way we like. Okay, and what are the other things you can go with this? So I show you a mix of various vegetables, your favorite vegetables you can have. Here we have a mix of uh, a choice of vegetables. One, I have carrot pieces, we have uh, cucumber or uh, kira, then we have tomato, we have uh, capsicum. Of course, you can also have the onion and chili, and of course, with a little bit of a lemon as well. So these are the various options, and choice is yours. What are your favorite vegetables you can bring in them in? So what I would do is, I would take uh, a spoon of rice, which is from our fermented dish, and I serve it here in this plate. And we're ready to go. And one of our healthiest meals is ready for us. So this is the one of the healthiest, simple, and which can help set our gut bacteria and contribute to our B12. Over to you, doctor. Thank you, Ram, for showing that. And you know, I've made this once in a while. I'm, I'm not a huge... Um, maker of fermented rice or even an eater of rice. But um, when I have some rice left over once in a while, instead of just putting it into the fridge so that I can use it the next day, I soak it in water and then I personally put it in the blender with a little ginger and chilies and salt and make it into a savory porridge. And wow. what I noticed is that when you have like one cup of rice you feel a certain kind of satiety but when you have one cup of fermented rice it's much more filling yes it and satisfying yeah that the nutrient level is higher and also yeah. it tastes fabulous i don't know why i don't do this more often <laughs> i don't and of course this can be done with brown rice or millets or anything else. And I do want to say that in the West, they have a fear about arsenic levels being high in brown rice. And that's just because of the, um, I think it's because, you know, the fertilizers used are uh, from poultry farms. You know, the poultry poop is full of arsenic and chicken is full of arsenic and everyone should be really scared of chicken and not so scared of brown rice. But here in India, we use organic brown rice and the levels of arsenic aren't high. So remember, if you're using organic brown rice, perhaps even in the West, the levels of arsenic should not be high. Um, and it may not be necessary to go to white rice instead of brown rice. Okay, so brown rice or millets, and you can add vegetables. You can even have it with a dal, and it's really delicious and nutritious. In fact, 
it could be a way to always have rice instead of the usual rice, right? Okay, so Ram, you're muted, but uh, I know you said something. So if you want to unmute and say something, you can. Ah, yeah, that's I, I agree hundred percent. That's what I was saying. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to turn uh, our uh, healthy food. Yeah. So remember, everyone, if you have some rice left over, just put <laughs> it in a bowl, cover it with a little water, and either you can have it the way Ram had it, or you can have it the way I had it, and try it out and see if you like it. It's a filling meal. Sure. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much. For joining us, please do check your vitamin B12 levels and vitamin D levels. And as a vegan, it's our duty to be healthy all the time so that we can inspire so many others to a really healthy lifestyle. Don't let vitamin B12 and D let you down. Goodbye, everyone, and all the best. Thank you for joining me today.